It's called Walk Around the Moon. Hello and welcome back to the Corner of Gray Street Podcast. This is episode 63 and really we don't have much to talk about. So um, let me just get right into introducing uh, my co-host here, Nolan. Hello, Nolan. Hey, Bruce. Just another quiet day in the DMV world. Not much. Yeah, I guess not we much just kind of decided to, decided to jump on on a Tuesday and just kind of riff for a little bit. Um, sleepy, sleepy world of DMV. No, everyone at this point knows that this is has been a hugely anticipated day, um, from you know leaked tour date announcement day to all of a sudden becoming much, much more than that, and much more than that it became Nolan, and it became pretty apparent last week. We'll get into that in just a moment, but we don't want to bury the lead. Nolan, tell us. Well, why don't you just tell us everything that was announced today? And starting with the number one thing that you'll announce, we'll kind of go through that um, throughout the whole podcast. So, Nolan, you're just going to kind of set us up with an agenda and what DMB actually announced uh, today on January 24th, 2023. Yes. Today around noon, we got a new DMB album announcement and tour dates and the new single. Uh, so, let's start with the album, Bruce. Finally, after many years of waiting, five years since the last album, uh, DMB announced their 10th studio album, Walk Around the Moon. Finally, we have a new album. We've seen the album artwork. We've got the track list. I mean, it's go time. And I mean, there's not much more exciting than the announcement of a DMV album. I mean, this surpasses tour dates. It happens every year. We get a DMV album like once every five years, basically, at this <laughs> point. And uh, we have def- we've heard some of the songs. There's some new ones. Um, I think the best thing to do now would be, let's just go down the, the track list here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to that point, you know, this has been something that, um, has been talked about and from the horse's mouth. And Dave, you are that horse. Um, in back in like October, November 2020, and then they did the uh, Dave and Carter sessions and talking about making new music. We're so excited to to let you guys hear it and basically saying that an album is coming soon. And that was two and a half years ago, almost at this point, uh, two years ago. Um, and here we are finally it's going to be getting announced but the actual release will be just about two and a half years uh so about 30 months from when uh dave initially said that um there have been a lot of little tweaks dave said he couldn't put it down basically um he and just couldn't ship it um and get it done they just made tweaks and stuff but uh well we we kind of know uh what it originally maybe was looking like just based off of the songs that they were playing over the last couple tours uh we kind of had an idea okay we think that this is going to be released and nolan it starts off with one of those walk around the moon and that's the album title this is what uh this was the first one they debuted there when we were in raleigh in 2021 when they came back from uh the covid pause and you know really excited to hear a studio cut of this i think we uh, 
the community as a whole is pretty pretty positive on this song. Um, but I'm definitely excited to hear that open album. It, it it seems like it should be something that could be an album opener. And based off of you know this list that we have in front of us, there were two songs that I was like that could open an album, and you got them basically back to back to start off. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, and I mean, how fitting to have the title track open the album, and this was the song that Dave wrote that really got the band together. He played it for them, and they kind of got everybody thinking, all right, we've got something here, let's work off of this. Um, So pretty cool. Uh, It definitely lends itself, um, the lyrics in the song, to kind of feels like the concept of the album artwork, um, certainly the merch that dropped along with it. Um, pretty cool stuff, but yeah, Dave, uh, said this was the best song he's ever written. I think it's really, really good lyrically. I don't know about best song he's ever written, but (laughs) much better fit for an album title than come tomorrow, which was one of the worst songs. You can't name an album after one of your worst songs, but you can name it after walk around the moon. That is a okay with me. He could also named it, after the next song, uh, the first single from the band for this album, Madman's Eyes. And Bruce, the single dropped. We heard it. We heard it early, thanks to the Aussies. Um, <laughs> man, it's awesome. And I mean, one of their best singles in a long time. First oh, single. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as lead singles go, um, you know, Nolan, I, I, I kind of pose the question to you. Since before these crowded streets, really, I think it's their best one. I mean, we've got I Did It from Every Day, Where Are You Going, um, from Busted Stuff, American Babies, from Stand Up, Funny the Way It Is, from Big Whiskey, Mercy, from Away From The World, and then Samurai Cop from uh, Come Tomorrow. Madman's Eyes, in my opinion, kicks all of those right in the teeth. Um, and makes it, makes them all swallow, um, every single tooth that it knocked in. Um, it, and it punches you in the face. Like it is, it is really good. Um, the studio cut is fantastic. I mean, if this is kind of the production quality that we can come to expect from this album, I think we are already winning. Um, and Mm -hmm. you know, we, we, we know Rob Evans and John Elasia were, were the two heads of this project on the production side. And they've done good stuff before. They've obviously done something great here with Madman's Eyes. Um, and so I can't wait to hear the rest. But Nolan, I mean, just initial reaction to hearing that tune. Um, and sorry that we're diving off of the deep end here before we even get to the third song on the album. But um, I mean, you know, hearing it and all the layers and all this stuff that it's got going on, there's a lot to process really in that one song and we've already heard this song a ton um and it was still you know it still was like man this is i'm not sick of it yet oh no i mean this is worthy of our time to talk about and divert off the track list for sure uh you know i sat and listened to this with some some peace and quiet and really uh locked in on it you can hear a lot more of what's going on in this song than when you can live. It's been I've I've had a hard time mm. listening to it live, being like, "There's a lot happening here." I like it, but I can't tell maybe what Dave is singing here or just a lot going on. But this studio cut, I mean, you hear 
Carter absolutely destroy. Fonz turned way up. The strings, uh, I mean, th- that was surprising to me. I was heard that and I was like, oh, like Carter's yes. going nuts and it's done. That's big time work right there. I think Dave's voice sounds amazing. The intro to it, very nice. Uh, well done by Jeffrey. And man, I mean, it packs a punch. It's awesome. They killed it. They did. Um, and, and you're right. I love those intros. Um, we've loved the intro live, but we just wanted to see what they did with it in the studio, what it sounded like, what the layers were like. And it gives you that eerie, haunting vibe with the background strings and ambiance being set, Jeff playing over it, uh, and then leading into Dave's acoustic guitar and, and his moaning or whatever you want to call it. Um that Middle Eastern vibe, and and we love that. Um, yeah, it, it, it's fantastic. And I've always been a little iffy on the chorus live. I thought it was kind of weird how you know him, Buddy, and I think Rashawn as well go really high with those vocals, and it's kind of like real loud. Uh, but they did it well. They layered it well in the studio. Um, and yeah, just so much going on. Tim in the background, Carter crushed it. Fonz dropping some bombs in there, um, and. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's great. I think it's easily the best lead single they've done. Um, like we said, since before these crowded streets, so twenty five years, Nolan. Um, yeah. So that's pretty that's awesome. awesome. And and um, you know, it's out now, so you can go find it, listen to it on whatever streaming service. Um, or if you want to, if you're a visual learner, you can go over to YouTube and the Dave Matthews Band YouTube page and find the cool visualizer video that they put out that actually has some, um, you know, snippets from the studio, from live performances. You can tell that they took took actual footage of them playing Madman's Eyes in the studio from back in 2020. I mean, Fonz is wearing a mask. I mean, so this is like in it, probably initial height of pandemic sort of um, studio work there. And they've got that footage rolling in there along with a bunch of graphics from, you know, the album art and all that kind of cool stuff. It was one of the cooler um, uh, videos that they've done as opposed to like a standard maybe lyric video or something boring like that. Um, this was cool. I, w- I would encourage anyone to go to go watch that. And I hope we get more of those. Um, I hope we get more studio, um, studio footage. We know that they take it. <laughs> I mean, they just showed it. So I hope we get more of that, uh, Nolan. But man, Mad Men's Eyes is awesome. And yeah, I'm looking forward to now hearing the rest of these songs we're about to talk about. So what? It, it, unless you have more to talk about with uh, that awesome brand new um, studio song that we got released as this first single, then let's move on to song three on the track list. Yeah, and I'll say I was super amped listening to Mad Men's Eyes and I was like, oh, well, this album's going to be sick if it sounds like this. And then I feel like when I saw the track list today, I was not quite as excited as I was after listening to Mad Men's Eyes. Mm. Now, these new songs could be just as incredible. Um, but some of the ones that made the cut that we have heard, I thought were a little surprising. Um, obviously, we have not heard this next song, Looking for a Vein. Um, but that in that three slot... In an album, interesting. You're usually gonna hold that for you know a heavy hitter, in my opinion. Um, so 
interesting name. Uh, can't wait to hear that. Um, yeah, R- really interesting name. Um, and <laughs> it's always fun to look at song titles before you get them, before you actually listen to them, because you're like, oh man, that could, that sounds like it would be this. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get it and you're like, uh, wh- mm-hmm. what was that? Um, and so this could either be, you know, one of the coolest things ever and super, you know, kind of rhyme and reason, darky. Yeah. It just makes you think of rhyme and reason. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's what that song is. Um, but it could also be something, I mean, the three hole on the last two albums was here on out and mercy. So is it going to be one of those type songs to where we get like looking for a vein is some maybe slower song but if so the next song is ocean and butterfly so i hope not so that that's um, why i think it's not because yeah. if you have back-to-back slow songs and then who knows what it could happen is later on but then it would just be a it'd be like a one-two punch with walk around the moon and madman's and then like super slow down if yeah. looking for a vein is slow and then followed by Ocean and the Butterfly. Um, so we'll see. But Ocean and the Butterfly, I'm glad this one made the album. I think it's a nice song. Um, and I think it, I hope the full band is like more involved kind of than they mm-hmm. are live. Um, so that's one thing to look out for, for Ocean and the Butterfly in the four spot there, Bruce. Agreed. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a good, uh, good little song. Um, I think that it lends itself to being produced well, sounding good yeah. in the studio. It's going to be clean, crisp, short, uh, not much different than the live version, but you'll have a clean and crisp version. Um, and I think that it, like I said, lends itself well to being a studio song. So, yeah, I would agree uh, that I'm glad that that made it overall. Um, I think we can talk about some of the other things that may have made it as well. Um, next, it could happen, Nolan, in the five spot, I think after a after an ocean in the butterfly and then right before this next song something to tell my baby it could happen has to be um upbeat it has to be some sort of banger it has to be something at least that brings out an emotion um you know whether it's kind of like a bartender type emotion or whether it's like a um you know belly belly nice um uh shoot shake me triumphant horn heavy type of emotion i don't know um as long as it's better than can't stop i guess no but um <laughs> it, it that one it seems like that's in the upbeat slot right i think that's something uh, like a yes. she was in the five slot i think will come tomorrow um mm. yeah so maybe maybe we get something like that maybe it's something a little more um a little more triumphant and positive like it could happen like yeah is it one of those songs like optimistic or is it more of an you know mm, you know it could happen uh you don't know what that is but it, it it's bad it could happen i'm on the verge you know one of those like darker songs that has some energy either way the gray street podcast is calling energetic song for <laughs> it could happen it needs to be because the next song, something to tell my baby. We've talked about it on the pod before. Um, it's it's a Dave solo song, and if you heard it at the uh, Hollywood Bowl, you had strings 
Um, that's probably what it's going to sound like if Bingo. I had to guess. Dave and Strings. And, um, <laughs> that could I mean, be an album these days. We could just make a Dave and Strings album. Here on out, cool. something to tell my baby. That would be that'd be cool. When uh, I'm weary. Maybe not on a full band album, but Ugh. I think it's a sweet song. I don't know if it's one of his strongest songs. And he seemingly... This was the last one to make, uh, to be written for this yeah. album. Um, Which is interesting. I, I feel mean, pretty sense, comfortable saying that, um, with knowing a few I, things I about the album. I believe yeah. in Mexico last year, Dave said Tim doesn't even know the song and played it. So <laughs> I haven't even played played it for Tim yet. <laughs> yeah. So pretty new um so we can blame all sorts of album delays on the epic something to tell my baby (laughs) (laughs) yes so you would i was kind of thinking if ocean and the butterfly makes it maybe there's one more slow song like a something to tell my baby makes it um i think we know now know of three songs that are in the slow category um but not this next one. I don't know what this next one is in the seven spot after everything. And Bruce, hmm. we don't really know. I mean, the next two after everything and all you ever wanted was tomorrow. We know nothing about. That's exciting. I like that. Um, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, after everything, I would assume is also going to be a, a pickup, right? After something to tell my baby, I think we get back into... Um, you know, if you're thinking about almost this like a like a concert, um, y- you would need a pick me up again, right? Um, mm-hmm. All you ever wanted was tomorrow. Sounds like a like a ballad. So I would think after everything is going to be more upbeat again. Putting that Gray Street Pod stamp on that, and I, or we can say maybe all you ever wanted was tomorrow is going to be a uh, maybe a ballad. Um, Something that's pretty. Um, I think it's safe to say. Yeah, you know, Dave pining for or 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 singing to, um, you know, the the hypothetical she character, I guess, um, about all you ever wanted was tomorrow, and I'm gonna bring it to you, or I couldn't bring it to you if it's depressing. But I would assume some sort of ballad, Nolan, especially with the next song, which we know is upbeat. Uh, the only thing. Um, and one that was, I'd say it's kind of polarizing in the in the community as far as people that have shared their thoughts on the only thing. Um, it seemed to be polarizing potentially for the band or maybe just perplexing because it would kind of get played and then would fall off the face of the earth two years in a row. But here it is. It's on the album. I know. I think we, we both kind of thought if anything gets cut from the album, it'll be this one because the band... Yeah. We cut it out of sets back to back years. Um, and that was after in its second year, the lyrics had changed and you're like, okay, seems like that's probably what they settled on for the album. And then they stopped playing it. So who knows? Maybe it'll be even more different. Um, and they wanted to tidy things up for the album. Don't know, but I love the chorus on this song. I think it's like a nice nineties uh, throwback kind of vintage sounding DMB. Um, a little wordy, but I think I, I like it. I think it's a good vibe. Um, could see that being the second single. So sure, 
I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. I could also see the next song being the second single, and this one was one that we, I mean, we have liked for a long time. It's the only song on this album that's an old song, um, as far as we know. Uh, at least an old song that's been played live. Break Free, an 06 song. Loved it back in 06. It went away. It's come back sparingly over the years. Came back in 2018 to like a slowed down version. And then out of nowhere, it comes back last year and seemed like they had worked on it. And the jam got to be a little bit more upbeat. And then you saw right after the uh, shows at the Hollywood Bowl, DMB went into the studio to lay down some stuff for the album and <clears throat> some some light sleuth work uh, showed that one of the <laughs> sheet music's uh, pages of sheet music had break free on it. So this was kind of expected, I thought. Um, you know, I hope it doesn't sound like a like a weird come tomorrow vibe where it's like all these like new and old songs mixed together. And you're like, Mm -hmm. well, that sounds like it's an old song and it doesn't really fit the album, but we'll see. I mean, that's two electric guitar songs back to back. So maybe that'll have a nice flow. Well, remember the only thing this summer was on acoustic, I believe. Um, Was it? Yeah. He changed guitars this year. Oh, I think you're right. Um, the, yeah, initially, you're right. it was on that um, red on that uh, red one, guitar. The, yeah, the red one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Red um, electric. Hmm. Yep. And then when we saw it this year, it was on um, acoustic. And, and back on only you're thing, right. real quick. That was the um, the rumored, and we had been told, and others corroborated. That was kind of going to be the initial lead single, uh, Nolan. And what I would imagine is that the only thing was probably. Um, you know, when people thought the album was pretty much done before even the 2021 tour, and we were hearing about the only thing is probably going to be a thing. You might get it at the first show, all these things. Um, it was probably going to be higher up on the track list, right? I mean, when you're talking about songs like, a, you know, and it kind of reminds you of a um, Belly Belly Nice style. I, I kind of go back to that one as the, kind of the upbeat, like, you know all that stuff and kind of sounding similar ish but it's down here in the nine hole now um on the album which is kind of that re-pick you up potentially after like an all you ever wanted was tomorrow if it's a ballad um but potentially even the last really heavy um upbeat hitter um so that's interesting. That is interesting. And then Break Free, obviously, and I, I agree with you. I don't want to hear uh, Dave's vocals from 06, Carter's drums from 06, and then the horns this year, and they play a buddy outro that fades away um, yeah. and doesn't do anything. Now, they can have the buddy outro. That's fine. But if you do all those things as opposed to just re-recording as a unit, that wouldn't really make a lot of sense. And it seems like the rest of this album is not that way. So I don't want that for that particular song. Um, so I agree with you. If you're going to go back to it, hopefully they did a cohesive effort on re-recording it. And, and we'll see. It sounded pretty good this summer. Um, so we'll see what happened. And like you said, it looked like they went back and put some touches on that song in the studio this fall. Um, or right after the Hollywood Bowl. I think it was mm-hmm. literally the next day. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out. I'll also say... With this album, 
only fitting on one vinyl. Oh. I'm gonna guess there is no jam at the end at the end of Break Free or um, anything. Yeah, I think you know if there's no real jamming on uh, Madman's, just the long intro. But I would, I don't know. Break Free is one uh, an interesting one to to think about with that kind of extended outro. I, I doubt that'll be on the album. Hopefully they, I don't know. We'll see what they do with it. Uh, Bruce, but and then we'll see what they do with this next song, Monsters. <laughs> Eleven slot monsters. Uh yeah. I don't know. Sounds uh sounds dark and creepy. We'll see. It does. It, it it can connote a lot of things. Um I saw a funny prediction, and I I don't think this is what it is online that it's probably a Dave um like Sesame Street style song where he's singing to his kids about don't be afraid to the monsters under the bed. Um, but of course his kids now are like college age. <laughs> so I don't think that that's what he's singing about at all. Um, but I thought that that was funny. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it does seem that that could be one of those darker tunes. And if you have a closing singing from the windows, which is the next song, the final song, the 12th song, Singing from the Windows. We'll get to that in a second. Which is more, let's be positive and look at it in a more uplifting light. I bet, you're right, I bet Monsters pulls us into a little hole here that Windows mm-hmm. is going to have to pull us out of. So it'll be cool to be able to find out exactly what that is. Um, and hopefully it's something awesome. It could be, um, but you just you just never know. You, you never know. Um, with with this band, I guess. Um, and we will find out later on <laughs> in the spring, Nolan. Um, but yeah, so to yeah. close out, like we said, uh, the album will close with Singing from the Windows. We all know what that is. Uh, we all know what that sounds like. I'm really, really hoping, though, Nolan, is that it's not just Dave Solo closing out the album. Um, and it's not just Dave uh, and Strings again. I, I feel like it will be, but I hope we're pleasantly surprised by, oh, wow, the full band played on this? Um yeah, I think it's, I mean, I like it closing the album. I think it's nice to close on an uplifting note. I think it's a great song. I like I like it and I like that it was meaningful. Uh, you know, everyone had such a hard time during COVID. I like the upliftingness and the story behind it about the Italians singing from their windows. And mm. I felt like it was pretty meaningful hearing this in that first concert back in Raleigh. So I'll always like this song. And I really, I just would like to hear Carter and Stefan and Buddy and Tim mainly. And (laughs) some nice, uh, tasteful notes from Jeff and Rashawn on maybe like a muted trumpet on this one. Uh, That would be nice. So we'll see. But that's it. 12 songs, five of them we don't know really anything about, um, or do we? Uh, But no, five that no one has ever heard of among the uh, community, and this will be out on May 19th, Bruce, and... Yeah, that's when the that's when the summer tour starts too. So absolutely, that'll be a pretty great day. 
Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, and, and to close it out, just kind of on the track list and the album announcement and everything, I think, you know, closing with Windows is, is cool and all. And, you know, along with the album, it had a little blurb about the 10th studio album took shape during the pandemic and is as much a reflection on the current times as it is an urge to find common ground. Um, and so... You know, that's interesting. Obviously, another one of kind of like, you know, Dave likes to make little statements in songs and on albums. So I think that 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 makes sense. But Windows, you know, was really relevant when it was came out in like, what, May of 2020? Um, Yeah. Something like that. So it'll be three years old by the time that the album is released. And that was three years ago was really when it should have been released anyways. Um, We've talked about this before. Windows needed to be... Should have been laid down by Dave, Dave and the band, whatever, in the studio, probably when they did, um, and released as some sort of charity benefit thing. And you pay a dollar to five dollars or something just to get the download and all proceeds go to some sort of benefit. Um, and they didn't do that. They waited until now and it's closing you know, the album and we've heard it for three years now. And that's fine, uh, but it's, it's a little... I don't know. They, they, I think they could have done that differently, to be honest, but that's fine. Um, I am excited to hear it on the album as long as it does have more than just Dave, hopefully. But yeah. we shall see about that point. Nolan, I know that I kind of ended that more on a, uh, on, on a somber note or a negative note, and I did want to get to a few things that we didn't get on this album or with the announcement. But before that, I want to make it very, very clear. We are very excited about this. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we've got four months, obviously, so that kind of stinks to oh. wait for it. But um, it, it, what, what an awesome day, awesome announcement. The, the, I mean, the artwork looks like some of the um, things that we'll talk about here in a moment that they released with it, like the, the vinyl um, and stuff look awesome. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're very, very pumped. They did a good job as far as um, you know having like a little, I guess walkaroundthemoon.com website uh, that has some nice graphics and it looks like it's um, got everything kind of collated on there all together, all the packages and whatever. But Nolan, we, we, we kind of were missing something that some people alluded to was going to come with it and we kind of have come to expect it from the band so maybe we're spoiled. When they release something like this, generally there's a little bit of an incentive to pre-order. Right, maybe like a bonus disc or warehouse exclusive gets eight tracks of a you know another warehouse disc, or maybe they do another Little Red Bird with four or five extra studio tunes. Not a zilch, nothing. There's honestly no incentive to pre-order anything, and I am sorry for putting that out there, DMB management, but y'all didn't add anything. There's no, there's no bonuses. There's no hey, if you pre-order, you get, you know three beers that we send you just something there's nothing um (laughs) no free stickers you know aim aim icons nothing um i was a little disappointed and honestly kind of surprised about that nolan um yeah did did you think we would get a bonus um and if so you know what would you have kind of thought and what would you have hoped for um and were you disappointed you know, I don't. I don't think I really thought about there being a bonus disc. Yeah. Um, I think I was more concerned with like just being excited and still like, well, 
last week holding out hope that the whole album was going to drop. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that was a thing. I was think, yeah, I was thinking about other things. Um, sure. But then, you know, when first thing I thought of, I was like, I saw the track list and I was slightly underwhelmed. Um, obviously, without hearing any of the music, which sounds dumb, but like that's just where I was at. But that's I really focused in. I don't know. I focus in on the artwork. I think it's like, uh, I mean, probably the best artwork since Big Whiskey. I really like the Big Whiskey artwork. I like this a lot. Um, But the pre-orders, I think they kind of missed the mark on the pre-orders. There are no bundles or packages or anything. Like, I would have loved to have done, like, the the deluxe vinyl with the t-shirt um yeah something like that i guess you have, you have to buy everything separate but like you i also think that the the deluxe vinyl should have had the lavender as the vinyl with it um because i think that's way cooler and then you could just make the plain uh vinyl the the black one i don't i didn't quite i thought that. about I that and is it the material used or something? I think so. For the 180 yeah. gram, I don't know if they would do um, a lavender or translucent-ish yeah. vinyl. Um, and I'm sure you know audiophiles and vinyl heads will will crap all over us and tell us yes, you could or something. But I think most of 180 gram vinyls um, or vinyl um, are black. Mm. But I'm not 100% sure. So don't quote me on that. And maybe they did it because people maybe just prefer black vinyl that's going for 180 gram that care about that. I really don't know. I kind of agree. I like the color of the of the lavender. Well, um, I don't know why they have yeah. a they have a regular black vinyl and then <laughs> the exclusive limited edition lavender vinyl and then the 180 gram black vinyl. And like, I was trying to look at the differences and there's like a exclusive 12 page picture book in the limited edition deluxe yeah. version, but there's just like an eight page one in the lavender one. Like it's weird. And the price difference is like four bucks. So like, I don't they like, charging a buck, a buck a page for the exclusive <laughs> book. Like, what is that? Like, I don't, it's a I little weird. And then, but the t-shirts are awesome. I'm definitely going to get a t-shirt. Ooh, um, are you? Okay. Yeah, I kind of like the slip mat too, just because I want to replace my Come Tomorrow one. <laughs> oh. But I don't know. This one's way better. Way I like better. that they also did include a photo of what it would look like on a turntable. Um, that was cool for the slip mat. But yeah, that that's weird that they, number one, didn't group any of these things together. Number two, have four different vinyl options. Um, black, $1 more for the... Exclusive limited edition lavender, same twenty seven ninety eight ninety eight weird uh, for the white warehouse, and then four more bucks and five more bucks over the standard black for the hundred and eighty gram and a twelve page book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I guess we'll have to get them all um, and see mm. what the differences are or not. But yeah, the, I thought that the portrait T shirt was really cool, um, and I think yeah. that's what you're talking about with their faces. Um, I yes. liked that. That was really cool. The sweatshirt and the hoodie are extremely dumb, and I need <laughs> everyone to know how bad those are. Um, that's 
poor. Um, but yeah, no, one, yeah. I mean, no, no bonus disc kind of chapped, chapped me right where I sit. Um, but yeah, what are you going to get? Are you going to get the 180 gram? Are you going to get the lavender? And you said you're going to get a t-shirt with color, maybe a slip mat. I mean, but you don't have a bundle option. You got to spend all of the dough. It's not like you can get the, the 180 gram and then t-shirt and slip mat for maybe $10 less than if you bought them all together. Like they normally do. I know. And I've thought about it. And since I'm going to justify it by, well, (laughs) they only put out a new record every maybe five years. So, okay. I'll get the deluxe and a t-shirt and the slip mat. Maybe. Um, I just, I wish the deluxe was lavender because I think that looks cool, but yeah, I'll probably go with the the deluxe one. I mm-hmm. guess. Yep. It might with, sound better no, a little bit. No yeah. bonus songs. Um, which reminds me that some of the songs that didn't make it, um, Nolan, notably mm. one of our podcast favorites, Bismarck. Don't say it. Uh Bismarck. Rest in um, peace. I know. And um, you know, we had heard there there's multiple studio versions out there. Um apparently they sound good. Dave doesn't like them. Um, and this, this is across multiple sources that have said this. So this is not just one that could be wrong. They could have, no, this is multiple people have said this and it has, they've said it in different ways over the past several years. Um, even, you know, somewhat recently. So, uh, that stinks. It would have been cool if, well, if you don't like it, if you don't think it fits this vibe, does it fit a bonus disc vibe? Just throw it on there, Dave. Um, and then some of the rumored songs, um, that have been out there, um some of them made it i think um that we had just seen thrown around some of those actually are on there we'll get to hear them in a couple months or four months looking for a vein was one of those um all you ever wanted was tomorrow tomorrow was one of those um i think monsters was actually on the whiteboard that was behind john alasia in a video they did (laughs) for uh to give away that rock bridge guitar um, yeah, you're right. And I think some of the other songs, I think one song that was uh, uh, reportedly called Revolution was on that whiteboard. Um, mm-hmm. That's not on here. Um, and there were some others. We don't need to get into those because they're not on not on the disc. But um, Run to the Fire, Bruce, was another one. Oh, that I remember hearing that title a while ago and being like, that sounds like the coolest song ever. Um, yeah, yeah. I, if it's good, I will run into the fire just as the songs play. Um, I, I bet it's awesome too. I bet it's just like, just one of the best DMB songs ever. And it, and it got pulled. I, I just bet, um, probably has well, a sweet, sweet Dave hook, you know, like stone style and just so freaking awesome it could be it could replace stone as my number one that came out of uh remember when we did norlander's bracket of songs and we and we played the march madness and i had stone i think winning um running to the fire probably would have won that bracket if dave would have just put it on this album probably (laughs) well hopefully uh looking for a vein and it could happen and after everything and all you ever wanted was tomorrow and monsters are all that and more yeah Let's hope so. They're going to do it. They better. 
I think I think at this point we've probably exhausted everything we can talk about with the uh, yes. album and all the packages that they do and don't have to to purchase. So everyone can go pre-order if you'd like, or you can wait around. We can see if any more singles come out. Um, in that in the meantime, I would assume that they would. Um, and then we'll see here in a few weeks if Dave and Tim decide to delve into any of this down in Mexico. Um, so we'll see if anything actually, or Nolan, if they want to play something at the Super Bowl show. Um, I really, yeah. really hope not. I'm sorry <laughs> to everybody that will be there but at, at all these shows, but I hope that they do not play any of these new songs that we haven't heard Dave and Tim first. They can play it at the Super Bowl show, I guess, but I'd rather hear everything fresh on a new album before uh, hearing it live. Um, totally agree. I, I want it to be uh, a, uh, a surprise, so... Um, yeah, we'll see. Nolan, the new album wasn't the only thing that went that came into our in, into existence today. Um, you know, we got we got a slew of tour dates, twenty twenty three summer tour and, and more, sort of, um, were announced today. Um, and I believe I, I don't even know how many shows it was. I didn't sit down to count, honestly, Nolan, but um, a mm. lot um, and. It, it kind of starts off with non-summer tour dates, uh, but dates that were announced today, three Mexico shows um, down south of the border, Mexico City, Monterey, and then Guadalajara. Um, and then we'll lead into the summer tour, which Nolan starts in Texas the day of the album uh, album release, May 19th. Yeah, Bruce, I th- think my math is right. That's 42 shows this summer. Okay. Sweet. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Those would be cool. Uh, Does Mexico that include shows. the Mexico ones or no? No. Okay, so it's basically not. forty-five then yeah. from May um, all the way uh, until September, beginning of September. Okay, wow, good. Yeah, but yeah, Bruce, they uh, they start in the Woodlands, Texas, five nineteen twenty-three album release show. That's uh, right outside of Houston. Um, be cool to go to that. I think I don't really care to go to Houston, but a album yeah opening sounds... release show could be mm-hmm. cool um but bruce i don't selfishly not a fan of these tour dates yeah and uh, man they uh first time skipping raleigh and charlotte uh i mean maybe ever i don't know it's uh it's not great skipping our hometown venues or our uh, our North Carolina venues, but they replace it with uh, with Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Um, two nights in Wilmington at a newish amphitheater on the water. Um, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Woodlands and then Dallas, Texas, the first weekend of the tour, and then it's a uh, kind of swing down south, uh, Mississippi. Tennessee, um, then up to Cincinnati um, that weekend of May 27th, and then, um, which is Memorial Day weekend, and then they follow up Memorial Day weekend by playing Wilmington, North Carolina on a Tuesday and Wednesday night, and that is just no good. Uh, The day after Memorial Day. The day after Memorial Day. I don't get that. At all, like obviously, almost everybody does something on Memorial Day, and most people aren't taking off 
the Tuesday and Wednesday following Memorial Day on that Monday. Um, having said that, it is closer to me than Charlotte is. So I think, I don't know, maybe I'll try and go to night one. Um, but then also that Thursday night is Dead & Company in Raleigh, yeah. <laughs> which I am going to. So I'm not sure I can pull off three nights in a row there. Um but yeah, just odd, odd, odd timing. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it's cool that they're trying something new, but that, that I, the, the mid, really weird. midweek show, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows are not, not for me. No. Um, and, it, and it's just really weird. Wilmington's kind of a destination area, um, kind of a, um, not travel, a, a vacation spot sort of. Um, where people over Memorial Day weekend, I'm sure will be traveling to. And where oh, are they yeah. going to be going back to the Tuesday and Wednesday? Uh, their homes, uh, not to a Dave Matthews concert. That, that's just weird days. I, I would not have expected them to um, have actually gone through with the Tuesday, Wednesday following a holiday uh, with two shows. But they did. So we'll see about that. Um, two and shows then, is wild there. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I... I it's a smaller venue, but I'd be fascinated to see the crowd. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it is a beach town, and I, I thought they would have done Wilmington one night and then, like, Raleigh the next. Um, I guess I would be going kind of out of the way on their way down to Charleston, which is another back-to-back two-nighters for them. Um, interestingly enough, Wilmington with the first two-night stand of the tour but bruce maybe i mean we might be seeing them uh at back-to-back two-nighters but separately i don't know it just doesn't shake out too well for us this summer no it doesn't yeah the only the only thing really that i can see there's only two venues that i could see even potentially trying to go to and that would be the next two-night stand which is that friday saturday in charleston which um that would be a cool place to go uh credit one stadium that place looks awesome, small-ish, but looked like a good good spot. So potentially, uh, I don't know. Um, and then we've got a new venue there and back-to-back tennis or old tennis stadiums and a tennis stadium. And Credit One still uses a tennis stadium. But Forest Hill Stadium, I believe, was the old U.S. Open Stadium, Nolan, maybe, yeah. uh, for tennis up in New York. Um, first time for the band there, so that'll be cool. Um, and then they begin kind of hitting their typical Northeast shows with Hartford. We've got Darien back. Um, you got Maine, Mansfield. Um, you know we got uh, Meriwether Post. Typical spots, um, Nolan, and then you've got another two dayer uh, up in up in Deer Creek, obviously. So that's to start um, July there. So you've got June thirtieth and July first. They go down to Northerly Island uh, for two the next week. Guilford, New Hampshire. I mean, SPAC. So you're starting to get into kind of the typical uh, venues there. I don't mm-hmm. think that we hit another kind of atypical venue. You get another Camden two-nighter. That's cool. Until you get down to Alpharetta. Um, and that one is one that they've kind of gone on and off and on and off. But I think it's cool. I think most people were saying last year at Lakewood, um, cool. hey, let's go back to Alpharetta, please. Um, yeah. That would be awesome. So Lakewood, Lakewood's dicey. The only other thing about that too, man, that's a Tuesday night. 
Uh, yeah, so I mean, you're not going to see Gray Street Pod going to be up in Alpharetta, um, and it's just kind of a like weird, weird day. But it's leading in to coming down even further south. So you go Alpharetta, then you've got Orange Beach, and then they come down to West Palm uh, for two nights into July, where it will be um, hotter than anything you've ever experienced. And um, that will be the only other venue that I think I would be able to consider uh, for the summer. So the end of July, and that you know, I guess quote-unquote first leg uh, which is really the main leg I mean it's 85 percent of the tour probably already done at that point um, and then they head out west for the end of the tour which apparently is going to end at the gorge Nolan yeah uh, not many dates on the west coast you've mm-hmm. got uh, looks like seven dates um Three of those in California, one in Oregon, and then three to close out at the Gorge. But yeah, Highland, California, two at Irvine, one Bend, Oregon, and then Labor Day weekend to close it out, which I would assume is going to lead into a fall and winter tour, especially considering it's an album year. But um, I don't know what Dave would do with himself for the... From September until December. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would expect probably something will come down the pike uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tons of dates. 42, like Nolan said there on the summer tour. Then three more in Mexico to lead in. Um, and we've only got a couple weeks until we act, the band actually will take the stage for the first time in 2023 um, at that Super Bowl show um, out in Arizona. So that will be something. And then they're actually coming um, to Florida for that Endings Festival. Yeah. Um, in two months. So we're really a month and a half. So that'll be cool. Uh, no, we're, we're not planning on going to that either. We thought about it, but um, yeah. yeah. And, and Nolan, I, I will throw one more thing out there. Dude, these ticket prices, I'm telling you, holy smokes. Um, last year, I remember just after you know going to those shows and just looking what it cost. Like, God bless it. Yeah. Um, 150 before fees for pretty much anything worth a crap underneath the, the a roof. Um, <laughs> I don't know how how some people um, afford all that, but good good for them because that means you make a lot more money probably than I do. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, gosh, it, it is brutal, and who we'll, we'll we'll see. Um, what what shows Gray Street Pod can attend this year, if if any, Nolan? Man, I know it's not looking not looking great, and I know I've always I've always wanted to go to SPAC. I don't know if an album year is the best time to do it. Um, nope. You you always run that risk with the two nighters um, on an album year of who knows what's gonna gonna happen. But I don't know. We know a lot of these songs already, so it's not like it'd be anything that different yeah you just kind of know um you know they'll probably dominate us just whatever we'll we'll see how it all shakes out um i think for for me personally i will not be diving into purchasing any tickets um or pre-ordering the album just yet I, i will obviously buy probably a vinyl um but just with no over incentive to do it i'm not doing it today sort of thing um yeah but we'll we'll be getting to it um yeah so cool summer tour um and we'll see what else 
happens, Nolan, now we now we start getting into some shows actually. Like um, you know, with the with the one out at the Super Bowl and stuff like that. But I think that, you know, we're Don't also... Don't forget Dave a, and Tim in Mexico, bro. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, we're we always forward to that. Big Always time. cover that. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Unfortunately, we also will not be covering it in person. Uh, totally. That would be cool. But again, money. Like, good goodness gracious. Um, mm-hmm. if, if money weren't a thing, we'd be on that Mexico swing. Um so yeah, no, we're we're looking to do some cool things though, just podcast wise, um, just to kind of yeah. keep you guys updated because we want to um, do this a little more often than we have. Um, so you know, maybe some interviews, some interesting discussions, um, and hopefully we'll obviously have some other things to talk about leading into the album. But then we've got shows to talk about too, so that'll be good. Uh, so hopefully we'll be throwing some cool stuff you guys's way uh, here in the very near future. Nolan, what else do you have on just? January 24th, 2023, all of the announcements we had. Uh, we've got a new album to look forward to. Anything else um, that, that, that we need to discuss or that you want to say? I don't think so. I think uh, I think we kind of covered it all. It's uh, exciting times, ready to hear some new music, encouraged yes. by how great Madman's Eyes sounds. That is, I mean, it's really nice when they nail it in the studio. And, oh, uh I feel like that's been like few and far between over the years. We've got a handful of outstanding studio tracks from the past few albums, including Virginia in the Rain and Snow Outside, maybe are two that stand out the most to me. Um, and I yeah. think Madman's Eyes is, is up there. And, you know, we've talked about it via text, but BTCS level stuff right there with madman's eyes so that's i mean that's awesome uh i guess we'll be jamming to that one song only <laughs> for the next four months but yeah I, I wish the album was gonna come out sooner but i get doing it on the first day of the tour and that's cool and all and you know next i think we just got to figure out what shows we can make it to and um you know maybe uh it might be a goose heavy summer force instead of dmb with these the way these tour dates have shaken out. Oh my gosh, everybody's tour dates are, are not shaking out well. I mean, our, our our friend of the podcast, Rustin Kelly, he's releasing an album. He just released a single. Go check it out, everybody. Um, and he releases Spring Tour. Uh, and, and for me, just not. A, I mean, I think Nolan could hit one in his backyard, basically. Oh, yeah. um, See you there, Rustin. Other- yeah, see you there, Russin. Goose announced the spring tour. Not nah, nada. Um, I'm hoping they announce the summer tour here soon. No one's coming. Wants to come down. I guess my neck of the woods, Jacksonville, St. Augustine Amphitheater, um, or Daly's Place Amphitheater. Like DMB played here last year. Ninety-eight percent sellout over the two nights. I think. And we're not going to come here. So cool. <laughs> um, Speaking of real quick, Nolan BTCS, mm. you you said that Madman's Eyes could uh, you know kind of rival um, that level of of song and production wise uh, studio effort. Oh, BTCS, yeah. uh, hello everybody. This year, a little bit special, twenty fifth anniversary of Before These Crowded Streets. So, will we see anything related to that this summer or this year in general, um, or will they completely ignore it like they did the year uh, that it turned twenty? And it messed up all of their um, reissues. I don't know. Um, I'm hoping for something extremely epic um, for their epic album. So 
Stay tuned, gonna, I guess, on that. It's going to happen. It'll yeah. happen. It'll yeah. happen. It'll be a uh, fall-winter BTCS-themed tour. Wow. Um, that's that's what I'm hearing. Playing the album in full, uh, <laughs> front to back, yeah. um, complete with commercials. Uh, so <laughs> Extended yeah. jams on the commercials, too. Yeah, save your money uh, for that tour instead of the summer tour. Uh, Baylo will join them. Oh my God, Alanis. Greg Howard on uh, the Chapman stick. Yeah. Fun fact, Alanis has only guessed it with DMB one time, and she only guessed it on Don't Drink the Water, did not guess on Spoon. So we need a round two, Alanis. Um, I mean, that is... Don't get me started on Spoon and then misusing okay. guests. Anyways. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. New album, new yeah. music, cool artwork shirts tour dates let's go <laughs> yeah let's go it's awesome uh check out madman's eyes again everybody if you haven't already which i'm sure you have um all right well nolan um perfect i i, I that was a lot and yeah. we are we are extremely excited for for the weeks and months to come here to see what else uh comes out let us know what you thought uh everybody on on the album the track list the announcement um uh, you can reach us on social a lot of you have been interacting with us over the last week or so um, when we began teasing some of this stuff. Um, and that was that has been a lot of fun. So uh, we'd love to continue to do so. And can't wait to hear what some of you think of not only the DMB show out at the, out at the Super Bowl, but then Mexico. Um, this may be our last episode before Mexico. Um, but... You know, if so, you know, if we have some correspondence, I guess, out there, let us know what, y- what y'all experience down there. Um, you know, shoot us yeah. an email, graystreetpod at gmail.com or hit us up on any of our social media accounts um, at graystreetpod on most of those. So you can most certainly do that. And we look forward to hearing from you guys because um, we won't be there and we have to live vicariously through our listeners. Absolutely. Bruce, I think that's a, that's a wrap on this episode. We'll, uh, we get started planning some uh, some great interviews for these fans to to tune into soon. That'd be awesome. Fingers crossed. All right, sounds great. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for uh, everything that you do. Enjoy all of the new stuff that's coming our way. Enjoy the process because, like Nolan said, it doesn't happen uh, very often. So um, enjoy all of this. Thank you, band, and everyone that put all this stuff together because it is um, yes. we're very very lucky. So thank you guys, and we will see you next time on the corner of Gray Street. We wanted to let you know about Music on the Mountain, a show that will feature Anders Osborne, Dogs in a Pile, and Saints and Liars. This show will be directly after the Divided Sky Foundation's fun run at 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 18th 
at the base of Akimo Mountain in Ludlow, Vermont. The show is presented by The Phoenix, a national nonprofit organization offering support to those in recovery and anyone impacted by substance use to celebrate recovery. If you're running in the Divided Sky Foundation's fund run, you'll be automatically registered for the show. It's a family-friendly event, and all proceeds from ticket sales and other donations benefit the Divided Sky Foundation. Visit Music on the Mountain, that's musiconthemtn.com, for more info and to get tickets. That's musiconthemtn.com. Hope you enjoy. Enjoy.